Hey, all you podcast listeners, welcome to the Work and Win podcast, where we explore all topics related to work and everything else. The whim. I am your host, Liz Mayer, and today we explore the topic of wellness and specifically our relationship with alcohol. Yes, for those of us who drink, we actually are in a relationship with alcohol. <laughs> Our guest is Megan Gotham. Megan is the founder of I Am One Wellness, a coaching platform based on conscious, purpose-based living that also incorporates elements of yoga, uh, a lot of breath work, <laughs> and sobriety. Megan just celebrated three beautiful years of sober alcohol-free living last week. And she is here to share what drove her to let go of her relationship with alcohol and create a life that is worthy of her personal passion and spark. Whether you just finished Sober October, you're embarking on no booze November and feeling great, contemplating dry January, or looking at the couple months ahead of you in 2021 and trying to manage the amount of damage that you might be doing with uh, alcohol, this episode is for you. Happy listening. Hi, all you listeners. This is Liz Mayer from the Work and Win podcast. And today I have a very special, special guest, Miss Megan Gotham. Megan, go ahead and say hi to everybody. Hello, everyone. Thanks for having me, Liz. You're welcome. Thanks for being here. Well, Megan is a personal friend of mine, and we actually started as Cube Buddies way, way back in 2007. Um, and it's been really an inspiration to watch Megan's life unfold into one where her presence and passion is front and center. Uh, Megan is also, by the way, one of the most calm, zen people I know. Um, but let's not confuse calm and zen with somebody who has an incredibly filling and crazy busy life with lots of responsibilities. Um, Megan is a yogi. She is a mother of two. Uh, and she still rocks a full-time corporate job as she builds a successful coaching business in her spare time. And that coaching business is I am one wellness, which I just, I love that. It's just so holistic. Um, you're welcome. But one of the reasons why I asked Megan on the show today is because she has been instrumental in my own wellness journey and, and ultimately somebody who I look to for guidance. One of the amazing things about Megan's core message is how it not only revolves around wellness, but also the role that sobriety has in this. Megan just celebrated three years sober. Congratulations, Megan. That's awesome. And she is a personal guide of mine as I have questioned and managed my relationship, that's sad to say, um, with alcohol. Uh, and I know that, you know, a lot of us are coming out of October where there are sober October, there's dry January. Also, you know, we're in the midst of that, you know, holiday craziness where there's parties, there's booze everywhere. Um, and ultimately, you know, I look to my relationship with alcohol around this time of year to say, you know, how do I want to do th 
things differently. And um, ultimately what Megan uh, and her platform has enabled me to do is explore how alcohol, you know, does and does not align to where, um, you know, people want to be in their lives. And in a lot of cases, alcohol doesn't align, you know, to ultimately, um, you know, where people want to be. So anyway, and there's all sorts of initiatives out there in terms of relationships and, and, you know, getting around this whole wine o'clock and mommy vodka time. And, and really, honestly, the messages in society uh, that have been normalized around something that is literally very toxic to your health. Um, and so, you know, for me, uh, you know, Megan's coaching products and her message has been just an inspiration uh, to help me really remedy uh, the, the relationship, quote unquote, with booze. So that is why we have Megan here today. Megan, start by telling listeners all about you <laughs> and just give us your story. Yeah, for sure. So I always start by sharing my purpose when I introduce myself. I feel like it's so foundational and important um, in all of our lives. But my purpose is to inspire people to love the person that they were made to be. And doing that through consciousness, discovering purpose, and creating to live fulfilled. So within my life, as Liz mentioned, which we'll dive dive deep into, but you know, alcohol played a big part of my life. Um, and um, I worked in and still work in marketing in the corporate world. And that's where Liz and I spend a lot of time together. Mm -hmm. And I have become a yoga teacher and meditation teacher and now life coach. Um, and then I have two small children, ages mm -hmm. four and I'm a single mom. Um, and so, yeah, I, I love the outdoors and traveling and just really enjoying life and just in a really good, good place right now. Just, just living. <laughs> That's amazing. You're, you're living your purpose and you're, you're being the person that you were meant to be. Yeah, it works. It, it totally, <laughs> it, well, it, and you, you do make it look um, very inspirational and, and, and you are such an inspiration and tell us Megan about just your, I am one wellness platform, like what it is and what ultimately led you to create this platform. Yes. So um, what it is, is it's all about consciousness. So consciousness mm -hmm. is being one, one with each other, one with this world, one with our creator. Um, if we could all be conscious about who we are, why we are the way we are, <laughs> what we're here for in this world, and understood that same thing in others and really empathized with it as if we were them, um, as if we were in someone else's shoes. Like, wow, how amazing would that be? So, you know, Liz, um, if I knew and really understand, understood her and what she's been through, like, oh, well, maybe that's why, you know, she is doing things this way or, you know, that's why she's um, acting this way or that way. It just understanding where people have come from <laughs> and, and, you know, there's so much in our lives, our childhood, like everything that makes day. And just even if you don't know someone's background or story, um, really um, knowing that people have been through stuff, <laughs> and, right. you know, how someone is to you today. Um, it's probably because of something in their life, you know, yesterday or, you know, throughout their life. So anyway, so 
really building that empathy and understanding for one another and consciousness for yourself and who you are. So, you know, my favorite teachers in consciousness are um, Jesus and Eckhart mm-hmm. Tolle, <laughs> I think. Um, uh, they are great people to learn from and read, um, about and understand, you know, how, um, how they teach consciousness, um, you know, and everything I do and teach is, is based on consciousness, based on discovering your purpose and creating a plan for your life to live your purpose and to live fulfilled, remove those barriers, what's standing in the way and, you know, how to get, how to get forward. Um, and, you know, creating this this platform, just really everything that led me to it was just, it's, it's my purpose. And I, I really just can't not do this. <laughs> mm, that's amazing. And like, I just love how you talk about, you know, finding the person that they were meant to be. And so what I want you to talk to us about is the role that alcohol plays in that, because obviously a lot of people know you know, if, if you're going after health goals, if you're going on wellness in general, you know, alcohol probably isn't the best choice. But there's an also another element that I think your platform speaks to, and it's about how alcohol can be a barrier, um, you know, within being the person that you are meant to be. Mm-hmm. So tell me about the relationship that you had with alcohol in the past and ultimately what drove you to to get sober and to stay sober. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, in my life, I, I was introduced to alcohol, um, in the eighth grade, you know, I had older siblings and just friends with older siblings and it was just started to become a thing. And, um, I didn't have, you know, parents that drink or anything and it was just, but it was just kind of people I was around and, and started drinking and started in high school really partying. Um, and you know, that kind of led through college and my adult life. It was like, I love right. to party. I love to get drunk. Like we're going out tonight. We're not just going out to go out. We're going to get drunk. Um, it's going to be so amazing. Um, and that was <laughs> a lot of bad choices, a lot of bad situations, shame, guilt, and just a lot of hangovers and feeling terrible, um, which obviously are less fun as you get older. Um, and then, um, but, but what re- was, what was happening and why I went to alcohol, which I didn't learn until I really started to explore this, you know, a couple of years ago was why was I drinking alcohol? And so mm-hmm. kind of, you know, what you were saying, it, thinking about the person you were made to be, I was using alcohol to try to be the person like that I wanted to be instead of, um, being that person and being comfortable in my own skin. So there were things that had happened in my life and just, you know, crazy at that point, it, it was just that we're forming who I was and, and my beliefs about myself. And I was not confident to be me. <laughs> I didn't, mm-hmm. I wasn't comfortable in my own skin. And for me, alcohol gave me that confidence that I was lacking. And that's why I went on, went towards it. It, it made me be wild and free and like, you know, the person that I wanted to be in that moment, but it came with so many consequences. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, you know, fast forward to a couple of years ago when I really was connecting to my purpose, um, you know, and I knew initially when I was starting to connect as ensuring wellness. Um, and I was like, you know, alcohol just doesn't align, but it's such a part of my life. How could I live without alcohol? Right. 
you know, and I think a lot of people go through that. And my therapist was, she really asked me some earth shattering questions. And the one that really got me was, you know, cause I was like, oh, alcohol just makes me feel like wild and free. And she was like, well, why can't you be wild and free without alcohol? And I was like, <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Um, well, good, good question. Right. <laughs> and so that made me really dig deep. Why, why? And, you know, then that was just like, I, I needed the confidence. And so I needed to build up the confidence in me and who I was and, and love who I was and be proud of it and, and dive in. Um, I was also, you know, reconnecting with God at that point after a 15 year hiatus. And mm-hmm. he was talking to me frequently, slapping me over the head, like with messages I could not have missed that I needed to hear. Um, and so I decided to challenge all the things I love, um, without alcohol and see, could I have fun Mm -hmm. without alcohol doing all the Mm -hmm. things I love to do, going to happy hours, going, going to, you know, weddings, all the experiences and things that you do that typically have in my mind, all my life, alcohol equaled fun and fun equals alcohol. So it it was like this equation. I I couldn't imagine having fun without it. So I was like, all right, I love a good challenge. I'm going to challenge myself. Can I do these things? Um, And, you know, it turned out, yes. I mean, yeah, sure. There were some parts that were different, different kinds of fun, right? But gosh, the being able to really experience things, remember things, not feel horrible the next day, still be able to eat all the healthy food I really enjoyed doing, right. doing all the activities I love to do, um, still going out, you know, being social, not, you know, regretting things the next day, you know, things you said, things you did. Um, it was just, it was, it was eye opening. It was such a great experience. Um, and really what clinched it for me was I had an all-inclusive vacation plan to the Dominican Republic with my best friend for New Year's Eve. Mm. And it was the hardest thing to figure out because I had booked it before I um, started this challenge of stopping drinking. And, and when we booked it, we booked the VIP package. We booked like, to get the better <laughs> booze. We didn't want just the free booze they had. We wanted yeah. the good stuff. And I was like, well, I paid all that money, you know, maybe I could still, you know, maybe I could drink there. Well, you know, thankfully my therapist like walked me through a lot of that. And I girls just head into the Dominican, like I'll stay sober. Let's try this out. Here's a new challenge, right? Go into an all inclusive. And it ended up being so much fun. We're out dancing till, you know, you know, we are the best time on the trip. And I did it without alcohol which you know it, it seems if you're in that drinking mode it seems like how how why why would you do right. that but it was so much fun and so um that that was it that that was kind of like all right this is the life for me I love this life I can have fun um I can you know dive in and be confident with who I am and and it was just all those experiences and challenges that were the practice I needed to gain that confidence in me and who I was and, and that person I was putting out into the world. That's really beautiful. So you basically proved yourself wrong to prove yourself right. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, cause, for sure. you know, the, the, they talk about a lot and I did not know this. Um, and, you know, I'm doing a, a challenge myself, you know, just in terms of sober curiosity. So I haven't drank for like, I think it's like 60 days or so. But the one thing Um, that I learn every time I do these like big blocks of no drinking is just 
you know, the impact of alcohol on your body. And the one thing that I, I didn't realize, and I was reading a book, I think it was by Annie Grace. Um, it's the alcohol experiment. She talks about how over time, if you are used to alcohol, essentially being an accessory to every element, you know, of life that is fun. And you use the example of weddings and concerts mm -hmm. and happy hours and getting together with friends and trips and that over time, you know, you actually start to reap less joy from the simple things in life that don't contain the alcohol, because, you know, your, your centers of dopamine and your pleasure centers mm -hmm. are so worn out from the artificial mm -hmm. stimulation of alcohol. So obviously I'm not a scientist, <laughs> nor yeah. do I, I play one, but I think it's really interesting when you say, Hey, I want to be wild and free and like, mm -hmm. Maybe not free, but when I think of wild, the first thing that comes to mind is like, you know, like going out and, you know, having some uh, <laughs> some adult beverages. But yeah. I think it's really beautiful how you, you know, captured that free spirit of mm -hmm. the person who is Megan. Yeah. Because you, I've known you for so long and you have this beautiful free spirit and you have this lightness about you. And I think it's more pronounced um, in so many ways. And you're doing all these incredible things. You're going to concerts, you're connecting with people, you're traveling, you know, you're spending time with your kids and you're doing it all like stone cold sober, which mm -hmm. is beautiful. Super great. Uh, yeah. You said something too about, you know, all those instances where, um, you're, you're going out and it's just alcohol is just this accessory. Yeah. And I think that that is a key thing coming back to consciousness. So often, you know, you, you go out to dinner like, oh, let's order wine for the table. You go to happy hour. Okay, let me get my drink. You, you Someone gets engaged or whatever. Let's get some champagne. Like there's all these connections where they become habit versus right. a thought and a conscious thought of, hmm. huh, okay, do I want to have alcohol at dinner tonight? Do I actually want to have champagne when everyone is, you know, celebrating this thing and taking the, like that pause and just that moment to say, do I really want alcohol today in this moment, you know, when I'm going out tonight and just having that conscious moment with it versus it always being that habitual, like, well, I'm doing this, of course, you know, alcohol is this accessory that you're talking about. Right. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, but you're, it is, it's right. It's, it's about challenging the norm and slowing down and being present, um, which is really, that's, that's right. That, uh, and then just drinking is the, op and doing that just habitually is the opposite of that. Yeah. So Megan, um, talk to me about this. Obviously, you know, you had this fantastic, um, you know, coaching, you know, platform and I am one wellness. And I know you do these really great, um, just groups that bring people together. And I was, I was lucky enough to experience that over the summer as you coach others to explore a healthier relationship with alcohol, what is the biggest reason they are coming to you with help for this? Like, what's the biggest reason? Like I need to get healthier. I need, you know, I'd love to hear that. And then what is the biggest reason that maybe they struggle to stick mm -hmm. with it. Yeah. I think, um, what I see the most when people come to me is they know something's not right. <laughs> they know mm -hmm. there's something not good about the alcohol in their life, you know, and, and it's just, you know, sometimes people, um, you know, might not be ready to stop or they don't, you know, don't know if, if they want to, what would life be like? It's that like fear of the unknown. If it's been such a part of your life. Um, and I think people also know that, they're made 
for more in life and they can tell that alcohol is holding them back. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would say that's probably the, the crux of, of what um, you know, most people are coming um, for. Um, and I think was your other question, what are they, um, what's the biggest reason, you know, so let's just say they know, like what you said, they come, they come to you with a knowing, right? Yeah. Like they know, but what is the biggest reason, or excuse me, what is their biggest barrier, you know, mm-hmm. to not just like cutting it out, like just to just go cold Turkey. What, what is the biggest barrier you find for people? Um, I think it can vary by a lot of people. I think, Part of it is, um, it, and it all draws back to the reason why people are drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, so some people it's social situations and they're just not comfortable in those, or some people it's being alone. Um, and you know, they, they want that to go to, especially gosh, last year, you know, a lot of right. us were very alone. Um, and so it, it goes back to the actual reason alcohol is in the person's life, I would say is also going to be the same, the same barrier. Um, and you know, addiction's a thing and, you know, whether it's food, um, uh, alcohol, love, you know, there's, there's things that people, you know, get addicted to and, and it's just hard to, to break, break free from those. Um, cause they give this false, false sense of, of, mm-hmm. um, giving you, you know, what, what you need at that, at that moment. Yeah. And it's funny that, I mean, when you started the conversation, you had talked a lot about, you know, your inspiration and your purpose coming a lot of from, from Jesus and your relationship with Jesus and your relationship with God and, and, and the way that Eckhart Tolle has, you know, his work has really spoken and inspired you. And I'm a fan of obviously all three of those entities. (laughs) Um, But if you think about it, you know, what alcohol promises you know, or, or, you know, is, is false when you compare it to the teachings, you know, of, of, of what, you know, Jesus and most religions, as well as Eckhart Tolle say, which is you're already whole as you are, you know, you, you just have to be conscious and presence present with your life and have a purpose that you work towards and you, you play the long game, right. And, mm-hmm. and alcohol is, is a shortcut, you know, in so many yeah, ways. Sure. So it's, it's interesting. Yeah. And I mean, in most religious texts that I've, you know, read, whether it's the Bible or, you know, spiritual teachings or, you know, through yoga training and things I've done, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. reading, reading different religions so much, it's just based on love, <laughs> like love yeah. yourself, love others. Um, and, you know, alcohol is, is for the most part, not, you know, an experience where you're loving loving on yourself. Um, and then it can also, the repercussions from it can, can cause you not to be loving others in the best way possible. Right. So, um, yeah. Just love. Right. <laughs> so one more question. Um, well, actually two more. What would you tell someone who is in the place where they know they need to cut back on alcohol, but they don't know where to start or they're just preparing to throw in the towel with the hospital? Yeah, it's an interesting time of year, right? Um, you know that it it can be a, a a drinking season with the holidays coming up. So the biggest thing I would I would start with is why. Mm-hmm. Ask yourself why. Why do you think you need to cut back, stop alcohol? What is the reason? Make the connection to why you. 
what triggers Mm -hmm. exist in your life uh, for alcohol, but why? Why do you drink it? And then why do you want to stop? What you need a greater purpose. You need something to hold higher than alcohol. (laughs) And so Mm -hmm. why do you want to stop? Well, I don't like, you know, how I am when I drink or the next day or whatever. Well, why not? Well, because I don't like how I act towards the people I love or I can't show up fully present for my kids, you know, if I'm hungover. Um, Uh Well, why? (laughs) Well, because, you know, I want to set a good example for them. You know, the time I spend with them is so important or, you know, I don't show up at work in the best way. Well, why? 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 Keep digging to the why and the person you want to be and the, you know, the person you are, the person you're made to be. And dig deep until you hit like a really emotional why or is there something in your life well maybe you know my this isn't true for me but like well my my mom was never there for me so I want to be that you know that that hits different (laughs) than just Uh like oh you know I just want to be healthier and like you know cut out alcohol or something like if you have that right deeply why um you are going to have a much easier time <laughs> cutting cutting back or, you know, cutting out alcohol from your life. If every time you're thinking about, oh, maybe I'll drink or not drink, you go to your why and um, you use that as your North Star. Um, having something greater than alcohol is is so, so key. So I would just ask yourself a lot of whys until maybe until you start crying, like write it out mm-hmm. on a piece of paper, journal about it. But you know, when, when you hit that nerve and the, and the tears start welling up, like, that's it. Go there. Mm, so you, why to you cry? I like why, that. that is, yes. Yes. Can that's I use good. that? Yeah, you can. That's going to be <laughs> the tagline you. for the, for the byline <laughs> for this. Um, no, this is, this is great, Megan. Well, I want to thank you, um, for obviously being such a great example, not just, um, to me personally, but to, to everyone who's trying to really live a purpose-driven life. Um, I think it's just beautiful what you've done, and I think your message is beautiful, and I'm so proud of you. Um, where can people find and follow you, my dear? Yes, for sure. Um, Instagram tends to be my most happening place um, that I put out content and engage with people, so that would be I am one wellness, I-A-M-O-N-E wellness. Um, that's also the same link on Facebook. And then I am on wellness.com or uh, Megan at I am one wellness.com for email. Beautiful. Beautiful. That's, that's great. And then are you working on anything that you want to promote right now that the listeners could take advantage of? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I always do. Um, one-on-one coaching. Um, and that is definitely very exciting. Um, um, practice that I do where we go through and help, um, find your purpose and put a roadmap, um, for your life on how to live that. So that is always available. And I will be working up a, uh, workshop probably in the next month or so. So follow me on social media, um, as I'll, um, post about that as it comes about, but a workshop around a lot of these questions about sobriety and and relationship with alcohol. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, Megan, thank you. Um, Thank you for your time. Thank you for your message. And um, everybody uh, have a great week. And Megan, we'll have you back just to hear more about your beautiful uh, efforts in the I Am One Wellness platform. 
Hey, thanks for listening to the Work and Win podcast. We produce this content for you, and we would love your feedback. Leave a comment or contact us at contact at workandwim.com and on Insta at workandwimco or check out our website at workandwim.com. Remember, we are here for you. We know that you bring your whole self to work and we want to make sure that that whole self is the best self. Carry on, ladies. Thank you.